passes in the air to right field. Back it goes. Mendo has done it again. Fernando Tatis Jr., a grand slam. Myers drives one out towards deep left center field. Back goes Heinemann at the wall. It's gone. Another grand slam for the Padres. Machado to deep left field. It is high. Deep in. It is a grand slam to walk it off. Manny Machado is tonight's Padres hero. In the air to right field. Towards the corner. It's back. It's gone. Welcome to Slam Diego. What is up, Friar Faithful? Another episode coming right at you here. Not the best. With the way that free agency is going right now against the San Diego Padres. But at the same time, they somehow signed Xander Bogarts for a long time to be a Padre. So it's exciting stuff. And in fact, here's a little thing out there. I highly doubt it, but if they're listening, that's going to be fantastic. We need to have Xander Bogarts get a nice walk-up song in Petco Park with a sold-out crowd and everything like that. Wouldn't that be pretty neat? And I think we have just that. Let me have the music do the talking itself. Don't give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door to spill. With the non-stop pop out from stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the mother... So yeah, um, there's that. It's a banger. It's a classic. X going to give it to you. Xander's going to give you those RBIs, those hits, everything like that. So that would be pretty cool to have that for a Petco Park crowd, everything, atmosphere, you name it. Hopefully the word spreads around and somehow something gets done and Xander has that as his walk-up song. That would be pretty neat at home. Anyways, Xander Bogarts is a San Diego Padre it's great. Talked about this last episode. If you missed it, by all means, you can run that one back. The previous episode from this one. And today's episode is going to be more me pissed off. Because in the long run, I think we're all pretty frustrated right now with the way that free agency is just kind of going and not going the Padres way, right? All of us have really examined this team closely over the past couple years, and we know what happened come 2021 and how they missed the playoffs. We know how they didn't advance to the World Series in this past year in 2022. What's to come in 2023? Right now, the roster looks good, but not great. I think it's getting a little hyped up too much because of Bogarts. Don't get me wrong. Great player. Great hitter, an improved defender. Now the question is, where does everyone else kind of line up and what happens with the rest of the team? However, I said this, I'm going to say it again. Getting Xander Bogarts was not our top necessity. It's great. He didn't go to LA. Who knows what's going to happen there? We honestly really don't mind at all right now. It's been a very downgrading all season for them, but we got to focus on us and what we do. And when it comes down to it, man, what do we need in the long run? Starting pitching. Let's go back just a little bit and think yet again back in 2021. So 2021, we had Jake Arrieta. We had Vince Velasquez. It was absolutely atrocious in every which way you can imagine. 
Jake Arrieta eventually retires. Velasquez just recently signed with the Pirates. We were desperate for pitching, and it just wasn't it. It was not the answer. And the injury bug tailed off. You Darvish, Blake Snell, I believe it was the oblique at the time. Nothing was going. That just showed the Padres they needed to have true guys in that rotation. And we're not even talking superstars. We're just talking guys that can eat innings. Throw, go out there and throw those three ERAs, maybe even sub three ERAs with the guys pitching nowadays. It's it's so much better. You know, a lot more guys are pretty uh, nasty with the pitches that they got. More lethal. And 2022, it was much better. Obviously, we reached the NLCS and we conquered the New York Mets and City Field for three games, a new wildcard version. We conquered the LA Dodgers that no one thought we were going to do at all. And then we lost out to the Philadelphia Phillies. Why? Because it was the best of seven series. The first one that the Padres faced in the playoffs because that's a new format. BLA within a best of five series. Beat them the way we could. In four, you go. You beat the Mets in best of three and three. So it was much different. And I remember AJ Casavell, great beat reporter for this ball club, wrote, how the Padres are really going to need to find answers for their starting rotation in a best of seven. And you had a Philadelphia Phillies team who got hot with their offense at the right time, correct? But also, keep in mind, their pitching was pretty good too. You had Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola was a little bit shaky. Who stepped up? Ranger Suarez out of nowhere. The Astros who came off a championship. Christian Javier, Framber Valdez. Those guys were absolutely unbelievable, along with the Astros' bullpen that really carried them through. So we already know we have a solid bullpen. In fact, Anderson Espinosa, welcome back after that whole entire trade and getting Jake Marisnik and giving you up for basically nothing. Understandably so, he had two Tommy John surgeries. He hasn't been that great. He has a lot of command issues, but maybe Niebla can change that. Welcome back. Heard those that news just recently. Uh, wishing Espinoza the best with us, and hopefully he can make uh, a spot in the pen, or who knows, even the rotation. But anyway, the Padres need to figure it out here. The biggest need is starting pitching. A hundred thousand percent, you cannot tell me it's anything else. I can live with Crony at first. I still think you need to have answers at second, whether it's putting Bogarts or Tatis there and vice versa. I think you got to bring Profar back or try and get a slap hitter like Brantley, maybe, or a Ben Attendee, but I think he'll be a little costly. You got to put them in left. But what are the Padres doing? They're letting these guys, these starting pitchers, walk to other teams. And just, it's weird. I think this episode is going to mainly be about like <laughs> AJ Preller and the team. Like, listen, mad respect to him. Peter Seidler, they're spending this money. They're willing to spend this money to guys. We offer Judge $400 million, 14 years. It's being right now are debated whether that was going to be allowed or not because of the fact they were trying to go under the AAV threshold. So with that being said, right, we're offering contracts to Judge, Trey Turner, getting declined. All right, fine. We get Xander Bogarts, great hitter. 
phenomenal shortstop, I'd say. He really has improved on his game. That's all he asked for. But in the end, you can have all the offense in the world. But what happens when it comes to that time in October if you reach the playoffs? October baseball. It slows down the game so much more where every pitch matters. Not every hit, nothing like that. You can win your ball games in the dog days of August, right? You can win those games 9 to 7 slugfest, 11 to 10. It just you can you can do that. But at the end of the day, you need pitching to carry you throughout a full season of 162 and the postseason. If not, you're going to get nowhere. I mean, it just letting these guys go left and right it's it's not helping the situation cuz now we got to really think about it. You have three pitchers who now and you Darvish, Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove who have to stay healthy or else the pitching is doomed. If it stays like this, right? And I'll get into that. Or it's, or it's doomed. You Darvish is known to have some kind of injury bugs, especially towards around September, let's say. He might miss a start here and there. Blake Snell, he doesn't get hot until after the All-Star break. I mean, so he's basically a guarantee after that, after July. You can't have that. You can't have Blake Snell struggling when it comes down to the beginning of the season. Joel Musgrove, he's been the most consistent pretty healthy overall but he had a rough stretch a little bit right after his contract extension with the team in which he was shaky he was getting hit a little bit giving up the home run ball and that's gonna happen we're all human we're all human but at the end of the day we gotta have the pitching Nick Martinez there's no nothing against him for me however what if he starts struggling again like he did starting up as a starter this past year and then he has to go back to the bullpen it's great for the pen it totally is but then again the starting pitching has a hole in it we just gave up Sean Manaya to the San Francisco Giants two years 25 million there's an opt-out 12 and a half a year I wish him the best I'm kind of glad we did not give him that contract however just recently today on a Tuesday, if you're listening, if not, this just happened this past Tuesday, the 13th, the Giants signed the same exact deal with an opt-out included to Ross Stripling. Okay, Ross Stripling, sure, he hasn't been the same, but Ross Stripling is a pretty lethal pitcher this year. He had a pretty quiet, dominant season overall. Past couple years with Toronto was forgotten about, but in 2022, he was 10-4 with a 3.01 ERA. 117 hits given up in 134 and a third innings, 20 walks, 111 strikeouts. And that's going to a pitcher that was pretty good. And, and that same money is going to a pitcher that was not that good in Sean Manaya. What are we doing? You're letting a guy like Ross Stripling go, who was quietly dominant. And he, I think, could definitely repeat the act of 2022 and 2023. What are we doing? Who's going to be the starter? You got Nathan Avaldi, who's going to be an option, but he's got a qualifying offer. Same with Carlos Rodon. Both of them free agents here. Rodon, rumors have it. He's going to the Yankees, but rumors are rumors till they're actually true because Arson Judge was a San Francisco Giant, and let's see, 
Uh, yeah. There's that. Rumors are rumors. Oh, and yeah, another thing to argue with that. Sean Murphy was not going to get traded to the Atlanta Braves just a few days ago. What happens? He gets traded to the Atlanta Braves. So I'll believe it when I see it. I think that's how we all got to expect. We can't have the rumors really get to us. Next thing you know, if we offer Rodon a good amount of money that he is looking into, we got him. All right. So there's that. Nathan Avaldi would be really nice. I think that would be a good touch up. I'm not sure if he's going to want to stay in Boston. He's going to be 33. His market value is at 16. 0.7 so he's basically half of Rodon at 32.4 if you had to choose you can risk it for the biscuit in my opinion and I'm going to get into this a little bit more but I think something can get done if Rodon does not become a San Diego Padre we can't panic fully but we can panic we can start panicking a little bit you know in the cartoons where it's like do I hit the button or do I not that's kind of it right now because Preller, as much as he has something planned, like the whole Bogarts thing, he can't make this mistake again of believing that he has these guys going in and just going lights out. It's not realistic. Everyone's human. And also in addition to our three guys right now going into 2023, there's now a pitch clock. So, these guys are not only going to have to work a lot of innings in which they did in 2022. We know how Bob Melvin is, in which I do respect him for it. But also, with the pitch clock, these pitchers have to work faster. These <laughs> They're going to be on their horse. They can't be dilly-dallying over which pitch to throw. Who catches for them? Is it Nola? Is it Campusano? I just recently wrote an article on my website. You guys can check that out on my Twitter, which I'll say in a moment. But I just wrote about Travis Darno because now that they traded for the Braves and uh, their new catcher, Sean Murphy, do, do the Braves say, hey, Darno, do you want to be the backup? Next thing you know, he says, no, we're looking at him. Nola, our, our Nola, is potentially on the trade market. Do I think that makes a stunting block for Luis Campusano's potential? Yes, I do. I think that kid's going to rake. I love his swing. I love the way he calls games defensively. I think it's fine if we get a backup. I really, really wish we could bring Alfaro back, not just for his whole entire, you know, merchandise that <laughs> and slogan that he brought to the city. But in addition, I think Alfaro will be a phenomenal backup if we gave away Nola and started Campisano. But in the end, let's go back to the pitching, right? These guys got to work faster. We excelled on a six to seven man rotation, but we had to bite the bullet and really give that up for Juan Soto. So like, okay, we gave up Juan Soto. We're looking to extend him for years to come. That'll be pretty cool. Getting Soto for the long run, obviously, we're not going to miss out on that. I think we're going to extend him now that he got Bogarts too. It's going to happen. However, think about it, man. We still need the pitching. We still need the pitching. And now there's still names out there, but I'm not I'm not sold on some of these, man. You gave you, you gave Ross Stripling away to a not only another team, but to a division rival who's trying to at least make something out of nothing because they missed out on Aaron Judge. They missed out on Trey Turner. They're most likely gonna have Rodon leave, and I don't think they're gonna get Carlos Correa. In the end. You gave those guys up. You didn't even probably sniff 
and take a look at Ross Stripling. And now, now you're sitting back here with what's what's it gonna be? Nick Martinez will be a very valuable sixth rotation emergency guy. So you can give these guys, especially with now a pitch clock, an extra day of rest. He's a perfect six guy. I still think you need to get a four-five, a true four-five in there. We missed out on Kodai Senga. What pissed me off about that one? I thought this guy was gonna get like $110 million and he gets $75 million. Alright, if he chose the Mets, he chose the Mets. He has every right to do so. I don't know if the Padres offered him more money, but another guy that San Diego lost out on. They gotta somehow do something, right? Whether it's a Rodon, a Nathan Evaldi, there's not much out there anymore. Like, do you really want me to say like like Zach Greinke or Mike Miner? Corey Kluber? <laughs> I'll keep going. It's, the list ain't getting any prettier. Former Padre Jordan Lyles? Oh yeah, we're going that route. But you got to understand that, right? Now, maybe you turn, you shift your heads and you guys say, all right, what's, what's the trade market looking like? Well, there's rumors that Corbin Burns is potentially on the market. Maybe a Brandon Woodruff, who are both in their arbitration years. Not free agents for another few years. I believe they're both till 2025. I can double check on that in a moment. However, what, what are we going to do? It's still not enough unless you sign a key guy. Like, I can live... I'll, I'll put it this way. It's not all about the free agency. Even Casavo stated, hey, not everything has to be done in this winter. Something can be done. Look what we did. We got Soto. We, we got a cookie with Josh Bell. And if, unfortunately, he's gone, but wishing the best in Cleveland. You know, we, we, we got this. We got Josh Hader. We got Drury. And whatever happens to Drury, are we going to bring him back as our designated hitter? Or are we... Or is he just like a lost cause? Because I hope we bring him back. I would like if David Dahl makes the team in which awesome to see. I saw David Dahl taking a lot of practice swings. Great to see guys like that show contribute to them working on their game. I'm sure he's looking really forward to getting another opportunity. I would love him as a left-handed hitter, kind of as a emergency guy, designated hitter, platoon option. But we got to still try and bring back Drury. He could be first base if Cronenworth needs the DH the day off and vice versa. Anyway, getting back to the whole entire trade spiel. Let's say we wait till the deadline. Maybe we sign an Evaldi. Maybe we look at a Rich Hill. I, I really don't know because let's say Rodon's out of the picture. I don't think we should go after Syndergaard. He's not the same pitcher. Gives up a lot of hits. He's not that strikeout kind of guy. I'm not a big Syndergaard guy. I like Evaldi, not just because he's Italian like me, but I, I think Evaldi can really be capable of eating innings. Otherwise than that, the list just goes down from there. Maybe a Wade Miley. Maybe that can be a sneaky pick, but like, think about it, right? If we can get one of those guys, there's still work to do. What if at the trade deadline, what would we have to kind of give away? Because like, let's, let's, let me kind of look at Corbin Burns for a moment, right? That would take a lot, but with what the Brewers are doing, maybe it's not impossible. They're being really weird. Uh, they're kind of blowing it up, kind of not. They just traded for another catcher in which I think they honestly won the trade. I'm not the biggest Sean Murphy fan. Not not that I hate the guy, but just overhyped. Uh, I think Contreras can be an absolute stud behind the plate for the Brewers now, and the Oakland A's are doing Oakland A things. I think we all know that, but 
in the long run, what will we have to do to kind of get a Corbin Burns or like a Brandon Woodruff for Nate? I know this sounds crazy, but we know what AJ Preller can do. I mean, we all would have said, right? Hear me out. We would have never thought Juan Soto is a San Diego Padre until this past August. So what if the Marlins decide to blow it up and not just trade Pablo Lopez? Let's say Sandy Hunter becomes available. Throwing it out there. Uh, you never know. Okay, so um, uh, that's a consideration too. I'm going to look at our prospects and tell you what can happen. There is hope. Hopefully enough Martinez. This, this, is, what, this is what's going to have to happen here. The Padres have to maintain pretty good consistency. Hitting, pitching, bullpen, obviously. You got to have a pretty good 10 to 15 games, I would say, up by the All-Star break. By the time it comes to the trade deadline, you got to be pretty, pretty dominant. You got to still have it. So you guys have to work a lot. But in the end, let's say AJ Preller decides, all right, I want to get a Corbin Burns or Sandy Alcantara. Okay. Going to both of those guys specifically, we would have to give up Jackson Morrell without a doubt, in which I think it is possible. I, I like the kid a lot, but he's a shortstop, middle infielder. I think we set that pretty much in the works now, grabbing Xander Bogarts, whether Jake Cronenworth or Drury come, like, like let's say Drury comes back, Jake Cronenworth, if he needs to play second right now, that solidifies the house young Kim, the middle, the infield overall is packed. So Jackson Murrell looks like he's out of the picture. His ETA is 2025 too. The kid's only 19 good left-handed bat. Teams are going to be interested if the Brewers decide to tra trade away Willie Adames and if Miami wants to look at something and improve in the middle infield because Miguel Rojas is decent. I love Jazz Chisholm, but, you know, then maybe they're looking at something here. He would have to be in question, in consideration. No doubt. No doubt Jackson Morrill would be in that talk, and I think rightfully so. Dylan Lesko could be another option, the number two prospect so far for the Padres. Egoy Rosario is another name, a middle infielder, can also play third base. But you also got to put in there, where does Tatis go? Because then does that make Trey, uh, Trent Grisham a trade piece? He could be an interest for a Marlins team that's looking for a little bit more power. They don't really have the most of it. And I know Grisham can get on his streaks. You got... I hate to say it, but let's let's be real. It's a business. You got Hassan Kim. Kim is great defensively. Don't get me wrong, right? But at the same time, it scares me because I don't think Kim's... You guys are going to hate me for this, but I don't think Kim's an everyday player. I, I really don't. And Listen, uh, you can yell at me all you want right now. He's great defensively. He has a, he had a great war because of that. But if you can make improvements in the way that you can and trying to get something, and if you need to do something, man, I'm all for it. Because I am still a believer in the fact that Jake can play second. If you try and grab back Drury, he can play first. You can have if David Dahl pops off this year as your DH. If you want to go out and spend money, look at Joey... I'll take look at JD Martinez first, and then if you really have to, 
look at Joey Gallo. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not an advocate. But the DH is flexible if you need a left-handed power. There is that. But in the end, I'm just saying HSK is an option because we need starting pitching. If you could trade him away for his value defensively, and if he does a little bit better offensively, even better. I'm sorry, but if the Brewers are looking for a shortstop and they eventually part ways with Adames and they're looking at a guy like Kim, and if they're offering like a Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, do it. Do it. The Brewers are acting stupid and silly. Do it. You have to. You need pitching at the end of the day. Because <laughs> if we if we let Rodon go to the Yankees or wherever, we're that that's not going to look pretty. Uh, we got to get something. I mean, watch. We signed up a Josh, uh, uh, Johnny Cueto. Not a fan. Not a fan. However, it's it's. Oh, man. It's just scary, man. I, I think you guys are scared as much as I am. Because we're going to see a repeat exactly of these past two years yet again. As much as it looks crisp offensively, the team, Tatis is going to come back. Your one through four is pretty lethal. Your, I, I like Jake Cronenworth, so I'll say one to five. Your six through nine can use improvement, but it's still pretty solid, right? But man, the pitching needs it. The bullpen's fine. The starting pitching, though, I'm telling you, a pitch clock and everything, it's, this, this ain't going to work right now. And I think this team knows that. But at the same time, guys are getting fleed left and right. If we got Ross Stripling, I would hold back a moment. And I really, truly think Niebla would have worked great with him. Uh, I think Stripling would have been a nice, nice addition to the team. And it would have helped us at least just fill in another arm for now. And then eventually, if we wanted to trade the same guys I mentioned before for a guy like Sandy or, or Corbin Burns, that would have been nice. But you have to go out there and you have to get this final ace remaining. I truly think so. If you want to be that true dominant team, because the NL, the NL is not easy. The Phillies just got stronger. Uh, they're, 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 they're a scary team right now. I think they're the most likely to be facing us again. And that's that. The Mets, you can argue they got stronger or at least filled in the necessities. They did what they had to do kind of panically, but they still did what they had to do. The Braves are obviously a team not to mess with. You got, of course, the Dodgers. So there's a lot of teams out there, man. There's a lot of teams that could be in the way and, Offenses can take pay on the Padres pitching staff. What it looks like right now. You have to get this final ace. And if not, you better have somehow one steal of a trade and getting one of those guys I mentioned and somehow fleecing the Brewers and in which they did with Josh Hader getting him. But in the end, you got You got to do some because it's tough. You, you can't even settle. If you don't get rolled on, you have to sign a pitcher and you got to trade for that. Because once, if you trade for one of those guys, it's over. There, there's no more assets you can give up. No one's going to want a NOLA for a pitcher that I just mentioned. No one's going to want that kind of stuff. I, Trent Grisham has high upside. I know he had a down year, but he's a two-time gold glover. 
You got HSK. Maybe you throw in a pitcher there. You, you have a lot of options. So something's got to happen. Something's got to give. Maybe the Padres swoop in as the mystery team yet again. And next thing you know, they go out there and they've signed Rodon. That's all it takes is last second, a phone call. Next thing you know, he's flying out to the city too. So got to do that. And I think even if when they get Rodon, now that they lost out on some other guys that are leaving, luckily enough, not going to LA, probably just jinx that. I'm sorry in advance. You have to make an acquisition yet again at the deadline. Don't be surprised if Jackson Murrell is in that package. In fact, I think we should not be surprised one bit if he is. So that's all I got for you guys. A, a bit of a downer because I think we're all just concerned. We're poking the bear, hoping AJ Preller does something. And in the long run, something's got to give. And that's where I'm going to put it, man. There, There is options if they don't get rolled on. But it's not. It's not the most ideal. They're, they're, if this team is willing to spend and offer so much money for these guys, when it's not the number one necessity, you got to go out there and get a guy that's looking for 30, 25 to 30 a year at six to seven years. Maybe you work something out, give a higher AAV, because if we're offering Judge and Trey Turner 360, 400 plus, done. Like just go out there and grab Rodon already. Go out there and grab him. You sign Bogarts under 300 mil. You're willing to pay as much for this team as you want. Tickets are going to go up. Everything about the Padres going to games is going to go up. We're going to sell out <laughs> games like nobody else. That's going to go nuts. You got to take advantage now. Get the final ace remaining. Really put something in this free agency list. And then job's not finished, baby, because the trade deadline even before that, some magic can happen in the long run. Please, all I'm asking for, baseball gods, is Carlos Rodon in a Padres uniform because I totally did not put him in MLB The Show 22 in which he was spectacular, going 14 wins with a sub-3 ERA. So please, by all means, get it done. That's all I have for you guys. Let's hope there's good breaking news. If not, I'm going to be very upset, and you're going to have to hear me whine yet again. Um... So I'll see you guys whenever that is. Let's hope we break the ice and get something going. I'll see you all shortly.